0: Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy, God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity, and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I am very excited to have Dr. Moshet Daniel Block. He is the author of Re- The Revolution of Naturopathic Medicine, Remaining True to Our Philosophy, a book about the philosophy and practice of naturopathic medicine, and holistic counseling, Introducing the V's Dialogue a book about a breakthrough healing method uniting the worlds of mind-body medicine and psychology. He graduated from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine in Ontario, Canada um, in 2000. Dr. Block then went on to complete the homeopathic master clinician course with Louise Klein in 2003. He now focuses his practice doing one-on-one physician heal thyself and mentoring appointments with NDS and students enrolled in his mind-body-medicine certification program called Holistic Counseling. He continues to specialize in autoimmune illness and myasthenia gravis, a d- disease he was personally diagnosed as having and from which he has healed himself. Welcome, Dr. Block. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you, Dr. DeVille. Yeah. It's a pleasure. It's really fun to be on, on your, you call it a show? Is it a show?
1: show, podcast, yeah, take your pick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it.
2: I love it. I love how because, you know, mainstream media has so dropped the ball um, reporting what's really going on accurately, if if I may say, yeah. I love how people like yourself and myself as well. And lots of just like grassroots people have popped up bringing their own news and their own shows. And their own. it's a really interesting age that we're in, you know,
1: yeah, I know it definitely is. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about your holistic counseling practice. So that's what your book is mostly about, right? So the V's dialogue is kind of like a elevator speech overview of what it is.
2: Elevator speech. I've never been good at elevator speeches. I, you know, like you want to, you want to get someone's attention in the first 30 seconds and I, I, that's too much pressure for me anyway. So my, my, um, account of holistic counseling is it's, it's a method of asking patients questions to get them reflect.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And it's based on the idea that the truth resides within the patient. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole idea in naturopathic medicine we have that the healing power of nature works in the patient. Well, the same thing applies for holistic counseling is that the truth resides in them. They know what's right for them. They know the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, And that the practitioner is, is there to ask the questions to get them to reflect deeper and deeper until they get actually open up the vaulted sealed chamber of the subconscious. Mm -hmm. And they start to see the light of what is residing in the subconscious that is governing the um, their illness or their suffering. It could be mental, emotional, it could be physical. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And the, the idea is that, you know, it's, it's a true holistic uh, medicine in the sense that the idea is that when the physical body is sick, it is reflecting what is going on in the mental, emotional field. Mm -hmm. It's a passive observer to what's going on. Linlar said that the cells do not reason upon what is true or not true from what's being conveyed by the mind and the emotions. They just, they just take on that energy and they reflect it. Right. Um, And so, illness is as a result. And this is all still part of my elevator speech, by the way. Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, long elevator ride.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. We're we're on. We're in New York somewhere. I'm sure yeah, yeah. it's New funny. York City. So, um, the mind body, the the philosophy of holism is 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 that it's that who we who we truly are is 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 this I am, this consciousness. You could call it a divine self.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and the the mind when it starts to believe things that are not in harmony with the true self it creates a new reality around it around which Mm -hmm. suffering can begin yeah yeah. and around which illness begins as well Mm -hmm. physical mental and emotional basically
1: so how would you contrast that with like traditional talk therapy for example what's the main difference
2: well, the main difference is, so as far as I understand what traditional talk therapy is, is a lot of the, the, the information comes from the practitioner mm-hmm. and the patient or the client is listening and absorbing this information as if that is what will help. So That's it, cool. that, which is going to help is from the,
1: yeah, It was
2: sorry. So
1: it's like directed from the, the therapy. it's
2: directed from the outside, from the practitioner and it's therefore kind of like allopathic in nature Mm -hmm. that it 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 subtly in this at the subconscious level feeds the idea i don't know what's wrong with me you know what's wrong with me tell me what's wrong with me okay i'm gonna do that because you said so right Uh so in holistic counseling if the patient doesn't get it the practitioner doesn't give it it doesn't uh, there are there are advanced techniques, which I teach in the advanced course. So there's a beginner course, a foundation course where I teach the, the basic technique and the philosophy behind it, which I'll, I'll get to in a moment. Yeah. Um, and after that first weekend, it's three days, uh, well, two and a half days. A practitioner can go and already use that in their practice. They can already start to do it. Mm-hmm. But then as they work, they start to see, oh, my, I have some issues in this kind of situation or that kind of situation. This is a very challenging case. What do I do? Mm-hmm. The advanced course addresses that and really brings forward some subtleties that are too much for a, a beginner in the technique to, to absorb all at once.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay.
2: So we, we introduce a little bit, uh, actually a lot in the beginning, but then more. So one of the, te- one of the ideas, it's not, it's, it's kind of yin yang balancing. So the the yin is that the truth exists within all of us and not to give it to somebody, not to push it. Right. And believe me, when we start doing this, it's very hard for the practitioner, not to be the one that gives right right Uh our ego wants our ego wants to give wants to be the one to help wants to do it so there's part of the training is in also transforming the ego so that we can allow the divine and the healing power of nature through us to work with the person
1: yeah absolutely
2: yeah and And then yeah uh, yeah oh yeah i just wanted to tie up that thought what was i saying i was talking about um uh, the healing power of nature.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. So letting go of the ego is, is, is essential. And, and as we do that, then we can bring in a little bit of the yang, which is very important because sometimes patients are very stuck and we have to use a little bit of that, that practitioner led awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, I once taught a, an osteopath, she was very wise. Uh, she said that that's just like an osteopathy. Mm-hmm. You, you allow the, vi- the vital force of the body to guide you through the trauma. And then maybe at the very end, you just go and you pop it into place.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So it's like what the practitioner does right. When the person is right there poised, there is some practitioner led uh, information that we can offer Mm -hmm. Um, once you are okay with not giving it, but if you need to give it, then if you give it, it's your ego that's giving it. And then you have this dynamic where the patient is like deferring to you. And then the the whole holistic counseling thing goes in the garbage.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. I love you're, you're talking about the yin and yang because this sounds very Eastern in general, the way that you're, you're describing how there's not an aggressive approach from the, the actual practitioner and something that kind of struck me as I was reading through your book and like some of the ways that you describe the question. So being a, a Christian, from my perspective, uh, I've done this with the Holy spirit before where I've kind of yeah. been in that place of being kind of quiet and having questions pop up. And it, they were very much the questions that you described the, what else, what else, what else, so that you can get down to the, that final, I am statement. So that you yes. can identify where is the lie that you're believing so that it can be released and so that it can be rewritten. It was beautiful the way you described that. And you brought in all of these different philosophies of, of ways to look at that and describe that same process.
2: Yeah, thank you. That was such a great synthesis and a great account. I love that. Yeah. You know, Christianity is, is one path. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, sometimes Christians could be a little bit, this is the only path you know, Mm -hmm. and I think we all do that in our religious approaches, but anyway, that that's an aside, but it's, it's one beautiful path, which is very universal in its essence. And Yeshua Christ
0: Mm -hmm.
2: embodied the I am in its purest form and was a total manifestation of God here. Mm -hmm. So the Christianity and the yogic and the Taoist and the Buddhist and ultimately the, this is what Jim, Doctor Jim Sensig was was fond of saying. The truth is the truth is the truth, and I I do believe that a hundred percent.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I I mean, the way that I look at that, for from my little spin, is all truth is God's truth. If there's truth out there, He made it, regardless of yeah. what 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 it's being called. Yes. If it's real. If it's reflecting reality, it's from Him.
0: So.
2: Absolutely. I, I love that. I totally support that fully, fully, fully. Wow. And this philosophy of the I am, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. The idea is that who we truly are beyond mm-hmm. our identity, beyond our gender, our skin color, who our name,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, our age yeah. is pure consciousness. That's our true nature. It's the, the only thing which is permanent about us. The consciousness doesn't end mm-hmm. It. When, we, when we're when we awake, we're consciously awake. When we're asleep, that conscious self and the body is snoring away on the bed, mm-hmm. but we're dreaming, or if we're not dreaming, we're in deep sleep and the consciousness resides in that deep blissful uh, state, which is blank and very rejuvenating.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But consciousness is the, the basis of the philosophy of holistic counseling, mm-hmm. of the Vist Dialogue. Mm-hmm. And it is actually the magic, and I think it's the magic because it's, it's God. It's, it's the, I am.
0: Yeah.
2: It's the magic that helps people at a very tight, very difficult situations mm-hmm. when they're suffering, they feel trapped. They're in a situation in their life that they, li- they literally can't get out of. Mm-hmm. And I believe that God as the great orchestrator puts people in the exact situation that they need to force them to face their karma, if you allow me to use that word, which is where they're stuck in their evolutionary path. Mm -hmm. That these things that are bad, the, the, the pain, the suffering that come to us, it's a pressure cooker that squeezes us into making the choice and coming out of the karma to evolve down the road. That's not the best way to describe it, but to return to who we are. That's basically yeah. it. Right,
0: right, right.
1: Yeah. So,
2: and- yeah. So the yeah. I am, if if a person, I've noticed this when I'm working with people, if a person is um, so stuck and so suffering, the only thing that allows them out is to recognize that they are not that thing that they believe themselves to be.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like that it totally makes sense. So. Yes. And you're the fact that you're kind of focused on helping the physician to heal themselves. How does that translate into being able to help others? Why is that so important to you?
2: Oh, I love this question. This is like a, this is like a red rose question here. You, here you get a red rose. That's <laughs> <laughs> So it is remarkable at how deeply wounded naturopaths are yeah. and let's not fault them they're humans we're human exactly. we're all wounded mm-hmm. the thing is if we don't address that if we don't look at it if we don't attempt to understand ourselves better then it all dwells in the subconscious and in the subconscious there are many like keep safes and locks that a person does not want to go to mm-hmm. And if they're like, if they present themselves like energetically to their patient and they're kind of like, oh no, I don't go there in my anger, in my sadness, in my whatever, the, mm-hmm. there's no way that, that the person is going to feel comfortable enough to adequately or properly open up their vulnerability to someone who's going, oh no, I don't go there myself.
1: Sure. Yeah. Makes sense.
2: Also, what's kind of very interesting is that where a practitioner, quote unquote, fails or struggles in the Vist dialogue—that's the dialogue of holistic
0: counseling—they,
2: mm-hmm. um, it's where they are blocked in their own I am. Mm-hmm. It's it never fails. So mm-hmm. a person can be very intellectually um, aware of the questions to ask and what to do and what to do, but they will invariably start to whole control to themselves around their own issues.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: And then the, they'll be stuck at that place where they're stuck in the dialogue, right? Isn't, it's amazing. So that's why Physician Heal Thyself is absolutely uh, essential, Mm -hmm. You know, and I give a shout out to Dr. Charlie Cropley, who is another naturopathic doctor who does focus a lot on that and and the importance of that. And I I, uh, salute him for that Mm -hmm. as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's almost like if the physician has a pair of blinders on because they don't want to go into their own issue, they're incapable of seeing it in someone else. Is that similar to what you're saying?
2: Yes, exactly. Or, or what about? Imagine this: they themselves have been wounded Mm -hmm. we're again we're all wounded right it's the nature of this world to wound us and that is intentional and this is what we're here for on the planet is to to learn who we are not through woundedness so then we could bring ourselves back and then that return is like the hoorah that I think bumps the universal creation into the next level Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah
2: okay okay so um yeah so if they're wounded, imagine this, a person is wounded and they're like, don't want to go there, can't go there. Mm-hmm. When I start to feel the wound, if I get triggered, I'm gonna go exercise, I'm gonna watch TV, I'm gonna eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Yeah, they're deflecting. So mm-hmm. in comes wounded patient. Wounded patient sits down, and you start talking. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Their pain is coming up. Don't wanna go there. Mm-hmm. That's the practitioner saying it. Sure. So the practitioner has to be comfortable in the pressure pain of, of the wound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they're comfortable in their own wound, they can be comfortable with the patient's wound.
1: Sure. Yeah. That makes sense.
2: Even if, if that wound isn't fully resolved yet, you just are okay. You, you accept it. That's, that's mm-hmm. what needs to happen.
1: Right. And so then you're able to go down a road that presents itself. And because if if that's where the healing lies for the patient, you have to be willing to walk that road. In order yes, for that to happen. That's right. that makes sense. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So you kind of alluded to this earlier, but um the idea that the mental emotional can influence the physical. So what's kind of your overall view of disease? What makes people get sick? What makes them get better?
2: Well well, it's this very thing. Okay, there are exceptions to this, but in general, generally speaking, um, What makes them sick is where they have chosen to believe something false about themselves or about the reality of nature, about God, about love, relationship, whatever, anything like that. And and that belief is the strongest point. You could almost call it the weakest link in the chain. That's where it will break. But in this case, it's the strongest point around which dense heavy unhealthy energies will start to coalesce Mm -hmm. and because it's the strongest it will occupy the attention the most through some manifestation of suffering Mm -hmm. so that the person can look at that and resolve the the their ignorance i use that in quotations but they are ignorant of some truth about their nature Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so in a way, it almost, at least this reminds me of a blockage in qi from a Chinese medical standpoint, where if there's, yes. if there's a blockage, then that's where all of the, you know, you'll have a accumulation, I guess, stagnation or something like that, that, need, that indicates that there's a problem here that needs to be resolved. Is that similar? Exactly.
2: And in the three treasures of Chinese medicine, the shen governs the qi, which governs the jing, the blood. Okay. And, but we tend to focus in naturopathic medicine at the second level, not the first level. Mm -hmm. So we move the the blocked energies. We detoxify the body. We get the organs moving. We vitalize with hydrotherapy. Mm -hmm. We are mostly working at the level of it's the second level. So we're not just at the allopathic manifestation of the disease and trying to eradicate the symptoms, right? Uh But we're not going to the root cause of it, which is in the mind.
1: Mm -hmm. The,
2: The Shen governs the chi so if the chi is blocked it's because the the mind is blocking it
1: interesting okay yeah actually going a step beyond where acupuncture would so back to right. it was originating in the first place interesting okay
2: no no on that note just a quick little little ditty mm-hmm. um i believe that there are some masterful acupuncturists that can that can work with the shen point the back shoe points mm-hmm. their emotional points and stuff to help liberate the mind as well.
1: Interesting. And so that would be even without the patient's conscious awareness, or would they
0: have to be on board with that?
2: Well, maybe they would be like, you know, who knows, but they might be going like, so how's it with the wife, or how's oh, it with like your child, right? Be- you know, like, sure. and they're like, dunk, you know, putting yeah. it in. The back or there's other points too there's the tips of the finger points that release a lot of energy and mm-hmm. so generally speaking though the vast majority of acupuncture is at the vital level mm-hmm. and it's not at the what influences the vital level
1: mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So we're talking about acupuncture. What other modalities do you use besides holistic counseling? Or do you use acupuncture? Do you use anything else?
2: I love acupuncture. When I, when I studied naturopathic medicine, we had a pretty decent acupuncture program. I mean, like compared to like the, like just acupuncture program, probably not as developed, which is true across the board for naturopathic program. Right.
1: There's like only
2: um, so far you can go. <laughs> yeah, I love acupuncture. I don't use it. Um, I I I love and I do use pretty thoroughly is homeopathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Home, homeopathy is a beautiful adjunctive um, therapy medicine to holistic counseling. The two are like they're like perfect for each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
2: yeah. It, it's it is unfortunately the case that many people are very 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 wounded.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and to even taking a step with the mind to say no I don't want to believe that anymore it's just the emotion is so overwhelming for them in the wound that they are not ready to uh, employ the use of their will mm-hmm. which is just it, it doesn't have to be a strong will it could just be okay I'm not going to do that anymore
1: right uh-huh.
2: so that homeopathy comes in and then could transform that energy and then you'll see the difference from from appointment to appointment and how deep you could get in the dialogue. So let's say you get X deep next time you go Y. And then it, after you give the remedy, you go Y. And then you give an, the same or another remedy, you go, you go down to Z.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. To just yeah. Kind of push through those emotional blockages. I And mean, I, I, I often will explain to patients that it's like, when you get the right homeopathic remedy, it opens the door, but it's still up to you whether you walk through it. So yes. that you have that opportunity to move forward and to move deeper. So
2: yes. And oddly enough, this is just one of my ongoing theories or observe observations of nature. I've actually observed that the, the contrary is also true, mm-hmm. that the patient has to make some kind of opening in themselves, some kind of choice, some kind of commitment, and then the remedy is revealed.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, can you explain that a little more? What do you mean by that? Yeah.
2: So let's say a person is um, doesn't stand up for themselves. They never stand up for themselves. They don't have a voice. They don't do anything to stand up for themselves. And then one day they say, "You stop that right now. I've had enough of you crossing my boundaries." First time they ever said anything like that. Right. Because they initiated the movement towards healing, wow. the remedy is presents itself.
1: Okay. So it's, all right. Um, along those lines, question: Yeah, if someone, if there's a well chosen remedy that fails to act, do you feel like that's because the person hasn't opened the door for it yet? In some something,
2: cases- yeah, it could definitely be, and it could also it could also be that there's a different there there. Sorry, there's a very deep intention to want to die, to want to be sick, to want to keep holding on to the illness, and that intention hasn't moved and they're not aware of it so no remedy could come in and, and make change there
1: it's that because the will has to be in line that totally makes
2: sense the will has to be in line and and of course there's the traditional homeopathic view of mias- miasmatic blockage there too
0: mm-hmm. so the
2: the the patient has a miasm like a ancestral illness infectious disease which was suppressed through external means it got pushed into the genetic code then the seed was passed on. And then they have this shadow of the illness. Like Mm -hmm. if it was syphilitic, they don't have syphilis, but they have the shadow. That's the miasm is the shadow of the illness.
1: So it's almost like epigenetics. Is that similar?
2: I I guess so. Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Funny. I don't think I've ever thought to make that parallel, but I I could see that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, those are difficult to move because the, Patient was born with it. The person was born with it and they've only ever known that way of feeling. So, the because if you let's say you were a happy, healthy little kid and then you got wounded and then you're sick, well, you remember something about the happiness,
1: something that happened there. You're, yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: yeah. So then you could say, Oh, yeah, I remember you have this, this thing, this reference, but a miasm is difficult to counsel through because the person has only ever felt that way, let's say ashamed of themselves. And, you know, the psychotic miasm could also be syphilitic. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Uh, Then they don't know the feeling of what it's like in this lifetime to not be ashamed.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
2: it could be very hard for them to find that will to change because they don't know it. They have no experience of it. So the remedy could really assist Mm -hmm. in that way.
1: Yeah, that would be really hard because one of my favorite questions is when did this start? When do you remember being totally fine? And then we move forward from that point because it's so much easier to go back and say, okay, something happened right there. This is where our root issue shifted. But yeah, if if somebody can't go back to that, it does make things way more challenging.
2: Yeah. And you have to really pull out your, your, your subtle, your subtle skills, right? Like find, how are we going to find the way? Because there's always a way, there's always a choice, always. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just how deep do you have to go to see that choice? Yeah, yeah, and the answer is most of the time very, very deep. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So one of the things with holistic counseling is, and this is why talk therapy doesn't work very well. Sorry, sorry, (laughs) sorry, Um, not so well. I'm not saying it doesn't work at all, but it doesn't work in deeply to move these root things. is because the person is in their conscious mind. All this stuff is going on in the subconscious. Now, the subconscious is a mysterious place, but it's not inaccessible. It just takes time.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: because it's shrouded in darkness, it takes patience and perseverance and persistence. You have to keep asking until the person goes, oh, I'm doing that. Yeah, 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 I am doing that. I could see I'm doing that. Now they have conscious awareness of the subconscious and that's what helps release the choice mm-hmm. or change the choice
1: once it actually rises to the level where someone's aware of it and they can actually do something
2: yeah yeah exactly versus i don't know like this if you've ever heard somebody say it, it's like oh you're depressed just get over it you know like just <laughs> think happy thoughts
1: right uh-huh
2: so like, thanks a lot you know yeah, like I'm screw happy. you yeah. <laughs> but when you when you actually get down to that root cause of the depression, then you can get over it.
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. So
1: you have your own amazing story of the myasthenia gravis. So yeah. can you give us any information on how did how did you use what you're talking about now to help you overcome that?
2: Well, awesome question. So uh, I had two bouts with myasthenia gravis. One was 20. It was in 1996. So oh. how long ago was that? Twenty six years ago, gosh, that's a long time. Um, Twenty six years ago, I got very sick, and I actually went to the Options Institute in Massachusetts, Barry Neil Kaufman and Samaria Kaufman's beautiful healing center, where they work with autistic kids. Their child was born autistic,
0: okay, in wow. the seventies, mm-hmm. and
2: there was an amazing movie done and and a book written. It's called Sunrise: The Miracle, Con- the Miracle Continues, or something like that. Mm-hmm. They worked with him and they after two and a half years of just mirroring him, like the homeopathic parenting technique, you might say. Mm-hmm. He became he had a near genius IQ, totally functional. Amazing oh, wow. people.
1: How cool. Amazing
2: people. Yeah. So Barry Kaufman, Barry Neil Kaufman developed a, a dialogue called the Optiva Dialogue. And I had it done on me. I was the patient, I was the receiver. And a series of questions were asked me. I was quite paralyzed at the time. My arms are extremely weak. My legs,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. uh, my eyes, double vision, dysphagia, difficult swallowing. So I was asked a series of questions. I don't remember anything about the dialogue except the last question, which after which I had a spontaneous healing right there in this beautiful forest nature. I felt my vital energy return. My arms got strong and I went, holy smokes. Yeah. I felt healed. I was spontaneously healed. And the question it was, da 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 da, what makes you think you need to be perfect? Mm. Because I must have said, because I need to be perfect. What yeah. makes you think you need to be perfect? I had never thought about that before. It was never a, a something that I looked at before. It was taken for granted that I had to be perfect.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely
2: and i the this doesn't always happen but sometimes it does that in the question is the answer and the answer came to me very clearly i don't need to be perfect holy shit i just never thought of it before right. so i had this amazing healing mm-hmm. and i did pretty well i'd say for about 20 years 20 years i was i don't want to say symptom free but maybe one or two or three percent of the symptoms once in a while would come on if i was very stressed very tired um, I once fasted for like 12 days and I got a little weak muscularly and I was like, okay, maybe I should eat again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe <all>
0: long.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah. And then I was pretty good until six years ago when I had a deeper a quantum level, deeper experience of the illness. Mm-hmm. I was much more sick, um, you know, I, I had, uh, we, we got, my wife and I got pregnant, so not, I didn't get pregnant. She got pregnant, but we were going to have a baby. Uh
0: And I
2: just decided I made this really silly, unwise choice, which was obviously ripe for the addressing. And the idea was my life's over.
0: Mm.
2: My devotion to, uh, enlightenment um to evolving to God to what what whatever you call it self-realization was so obsessive that I believed that because I was gonna have a child and have to have responsibility for an infant,
0: mm-hmm. that it was
2: it. That was it. I was not going to attain my most important desire.
0: Mm-hmm. It
2: couldn't it couldn't be farther from the truth. Like
0: sure.
2: these I have I have two kids now and, and mm-hmm. you know just to say like it's been what has helped me evolve? That is the thing that I needed. And that's why it came.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I didn't think that then. Right. So I got very sick. That idea, that's it, my life's over. Really what I I had inception in myself. You know that movie Inception? Yes.
1: Uh-huh.
2: I incepted myself. Yeah. And not a few months later, I started to really get so sick and i almost died so i literally said my life is over and then my life almost became over but there was a little a lot of deep deep grappling with that idea Uh and the transformation from that healing has been deeper than the first time Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and god willing i don't there's not a third round that's that's in god's hands but i'm really hoping that that's enough (laughs) that's
1: amazing so do you offer training to other practitioners in your counseling method? Hold yes, it. Okay, I
2: do. Thank you. you that's like a, a dragon sticker question. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you get a dragon sticker now. Um, I do. I, I offer training. It's the, a program, a full, it's a certification program. It's a really beautiful container that the person comes in. They learn the first course and foundations. Mm -hmm. Then they start practicing the dialogue. I start working with them one-on-one with the Physician Heal Thyself stuff. So we go really, really deep. I help them with transformation with homeopathy as well. Mm -hmm. So they might have maybe three or four appointments and they're practicing. And then uh, uh, there's an in-between course they do online. Mm -hmm. And then they do the advanced course a few months later. The advanced course, after that, we start doing mentoring. Mm-hmm. And the mentoring is simply like, let's say you're in the course, you take my course, you would you would record yourself working with someone doing the V-style dialogue, then we watch it together. And I would uh, make suggestions and crit- critique, offer suggestions. And I always, I do the, the Buddhist hand slap before I do it. You know what the Buddhist hand slap is? No, no. It's really interesting. So they, they um, Buddhist philosophies in particular, Tibetan Buddhists, they have, they, they debate each other as all many different, you know, religious uh, or religious pathways. They have debates about what is true, what's not true. And who said this and who said that. So before they argue with each other, the person who's presenting the argument slaps like that. And that is to indicate to be forgiven for any karma that they might engender through this dis- through this argument through this idea so and and it's also asking for forgiveness you know if they do transgress in that way it's very it's very beautiful
0: interesting
2: yeah and and i do that with the practitioner to say hey i know that you are a manifestation of the i am you are a child of god Mm -hmm. in you resides this purely uh, innate intelligence that is straight from the divine Mm-hmm. So, don't let me telling you something. don't defer to me mm-hmm. and and lose that center in yourself, right but please allow me to help you along the way, right like yeah,
1: okay, yeah <laughs> so it's almost like a disclaimer at the beginning of the discussion
2: yeah, that's right, that's right. I hereby will be <laughs>
1: <laughs> do not hold me accountable for anything that's about to happen
2: <laughs> What is so interesting is in initially. The the dialogues will often turn into a physician heal thyself uh, dialogue,
0: Mm -hmm. because
2: I say hey what what are you doing here I see you're doing something you're really holding back what's going on what's going on behind the scene there. And they're like, "Well, I'm afraid that I might offend them if I ask them this difficult question." What is that fear of offending about? Is that something that you feel in your life? Oh yeah, I'm afraid of offending everybody. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we got to do we got to do a physician heal thyself moment here.
1: Sure, yeah. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, if anybody is interested in your program, where do they go? Do oh, they okay,
2: sweet. By? So they they go to Holistic without a W. Okay Mm h-o-l-i-s-t-i-c-dash counseling with Mm -hmm. one l okay dot c-a awesome okay and i have a new program that will be starting in the fall i haven't updated the website because we're still underway in the second one but i'll be updating it with the with the the dates
0: Mm -hmm. um
2: i believe the first is the end of october and then the advance will be in march Okay. And I will be offering it in beautiful East Tennessee.
1: Oh, very nice.
2: Gorgeous. It really gorgeous in the mountains and uh the energy is very conducive here for it. Uh yeah, so that's that's the program that's where that's where I'm training people. Thank you for that.
1: So I will link in the show notes to that URL for anybody who wants to find it. Is there anything I have not asked you that you want to make sure that you leave with our audience?
2: Um anything you have not asked me. Well. I'm sure there's lots of things, but this is, I'm, I'm, I feel pretty, I feel pretty whole, like nothing popped into my mind. I feel mm-hmm. very grateful to have had this beautiful discussion with you, deep to naturopaths,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: walking down the road of philosophy and, and recognizing very important things that are, you know, not the norm within this, the school within the, the colleges these days.
1: True. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And I have to say, I really appreciate you know you you're you're actively an, an obviously Christian. You you put your Christian foot forward. Mm-hmm. I I salute you for that. I honor you for that because again, there's been this subtle judgment around being openly spiritual and and like and and following a spiritual religious path
0: mm-hmm.
2: because of a, the subtle judgment. Of the the forces of opposition, if I may mm-hmm. um, to to ridicule the divine, to ridicule to belittle it to to make it seem like there's no place in that in science, yeah. and that kind of that kind of goes back. there's a history of that where the you know the church split from the sci- from science
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and it doesn't have to be that way
1: right, absolutely
2: right. Mm-hmm. science emanates from yeah. that, which is the divine and the church is representative of that, which is divine. So it doesn't have to be a split.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think
2: we, we shoot ourselves in the foot when we try to separate the two, you know?
1: Yeah. So back to the idea of all truth is God's truth. So scientific truth of it, science it's from him, just like all everything else we're talking about. Amen. So absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much for all your time and wisdom, Dr. Block. I so appreciate it.
2: It's my pleasure, my honor. Thank you too, Dr. DeVille. It's my pleasure. Thank you.
1: If you're a patient looking for a holistic practitioner in your area skilled at finding and treating the root cause of illness, and especially if you're willing to consider telemedicine, go to naturecurefamilyhealth.com/slash/blog and enter your name, email, city, and state into the sidebar where it says Find an ND. It's my goal to help connect patients with the holistic doctors they need.
0: Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you, so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren DeVille.